Jesus has always had a heart for the multitudes, for the people who are in the harvest. And he's always wanted yeah. to see laborers who are few become greater in number, that, that more, neighbor, uh, more laborers would be sent out into the harvest. And so we want to encourage God's people, wherever you are, to be faithful and to be effective in your corner of the harvest. You know, the whole world is the harvest, according to Jesus's parable in uh, mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 13. And each of us lives in some corner of that harvest. So this ministry is all about helping you get clarity and confidence to, to be fruitful and faithful to God in whatever corner of the harvest that he has you in. John, every season of the podcast, we have an episode where we reintroduce people to the ministry of Into the Harvest. I think this year it's more important than ever for us to do that. Mm -hmm. One is we've had a lot of new subscribers to the podcast and to the YouTube channel. So for some of you, you may not, you may not have ever heard what is the mission of Into the Harvest? Why does this channel exist? What are we hoping to accomplish? But then secondly, We've got a lot of new things coming here as we look to 2024, mm. and we're gonna dive into all of that today. So this is the first time that you and I have had a chance to have this kind of a conversation together, even though our history goes way back and your history with Into the Harvest goes back to the very beginning. So no better person to have this conversation with today, and I'm excited for what we're gonna be talking about. Yeah, me too, Andrew. We were just talking about before we logged on, just what a blessing this season is with Into the Harvest and just getting to know so many of you and knowing that, um, yeah, that you're having a chance to grow in your relationship with Jesus. Share that with other people. Um, we're pretty fired up. Um, Andrew and I are, are very excited in the season. So we're, we're getting a chance just to kind of brag on what Jesus has done and even what God um, has called us to as a ministry with Into the Harvest. So, Andrew, I don't, maybe best if you just kind of take us back and kind of give us a history lesson a little bit on uh, who was Into the Harvest and what's the emphasis of Into the Harvest. So Into the Harvest started back in 2015, and actually we initially had a different name. We were calling it New Creation Communities because that is the vision. It still is the vision that we would see mm. new churches, new communities of God's people taking root in areas all over the world. Um, Into the Harvest initially was the media arm of that ministry back in 2015, and then eventually just decided to call everything Into the Harvest. Um, and we've been doing that since 2015 or 2018. So really this ministry Into the Harvest goes back about eight years now. We're going into our ninth year, which is hard to believe, John, because like I said, yeah, it is crazy. you've been part of it from the beginning. So the, the name itself comes from Matthew chapter nine at the end of that chapter. And we're going to dive into that passage a little bit later. I know you've got some things to share with us. But towards the end of Matthew 9, well, first of all, if you read Matthew 9, Jesus is a man on the move. He's traveling around the cities, the towns of Galilee. He's teaching the people. He's proclaiming the kingdom. He's healing those who are sick. He's casting out demons. I mean, Jesus is, he's, he's hitting on all cylinders and he's got the disciples, you know, all the while that he's doing these things, he's training. Yeah the, the 12 disciples who are going to to take that work and eventually 
spread the gospel around the Roman world there. But at the end of that chapter, he sees these crowds of people coming to him, these multitudes. And it says that when he looked at them, he felt compassion because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. So he turns mm -hmm. to his disciples and he says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send out workers into his harvest. And so that's really where the name comes from, that we want to work alongside Jesus. Jesus has always had a heart for the multitudes, for the people who are in the harvest. And he's always wanted yeah. to see laborers who are few become greater in number, that, that more, neighbor, uh, more laborers would be sent out into the harvest. And so that's what the name is all about. We, we want to encourage God's people, wherever you are, to be faithful and to be effective in your corner of the harvest. You know, the whole world is the harvest, according to Jesus's parable in uh, mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 13. And each of us lives in some corner of that harvest. So this ministry is all about helping you get clarity and confidence to to be fruitful and faithful to God in whatever corner of the harvest that he has you in. Yeah, it's um, I love I love that passage. Um, I think it gripped our hearts pretty early on, even oh, I guess it's over 20 years ago now when we when we first met of. Um, yeah, I just uh, even just thinking about our own story, you and I, how um, really what God gave us was this idea that, man, there's so much more to the Christian life than managing your sin and kind of making sure you, you do you don't sin and trying to have a right relationship with God in terms of what you don't do. But really, when I met you and what I think the, the course that God had put us on was actually to help us figure out how to actually engage in kingdom labor. Um, and that, that's really the spirit that we're hoping to give away as a part of Into the Harvest is that um, there's so much more to walking with Jesus and partnering with Jesus and understanding Jesus when you take action in your faith and you move out into the harvest um, rather than having to just sit back and try not mess up your life up so bad before you go to heaven, mm -hmm. um, which is a pretty tough way to live. So just the idea of into, um, into the harvest, moving somewhere from somewhere to somewhere to somewhere else is just a, just a, a big part of what we hope to communicate with into the harvest. Yeah, absolutely. And we should probably say too, John, that this, this ministry was not something that we just were, were sitting around in a room brainstorming about. And then we came up with the idea to, to start into the harvest. It was really the, the natural outgrowth of years of seeking to, to faithfully make disciples in our own lives and in mm -hmm. our local areas. You and I both have a history of making disciples among the US military and especially the, the army. Although over the past decade, I've been more involved with uh, discipling people who are in the, the Navy. So there's a, there's a military background to what we're doing. But right. what we saw is that as we disciple people through, over the years, that those people would leave the service and they would they would go literally all over the world. So part of our desire was to to have a way of continuing to encourage people that we had invested in when we were in the same local setting, but maintain those relationships and and try to continue to encourage and resource them as they faithfully serve Christ wherever He sends them. So, so the idea of Into the Harvest is to provide a, an online 
uh, ministry where we can continue to help people have clarity and focus around what it means to belong to Jesus and to become like him and to get involved in the work that he's doing, but also provide some resources, some tools um, so that people know how to do that more effectively. That's really why Into the Harvest started. Since then, it's really grown beyond our, our local connections. You shared, right. I think the last time we were on a podcast together, that uh, I think the Philippines was at that time the, the, the top viewing country. M most of our views for that month on YouTube came from the Philippines. So we know many of you don't have any kind of personal connection to guys like me and John, but you love Jesus you want to follow him faithfully. You want to make disciples. And that's really why we're here is we, we want to help you live that life. Yeah. Hey, man, it, it's um, it, it is a, this idea of faithfulness is, is something that, you know, in stewarding what God's called us to do, called us to as his people really is, is at the at the heart of Into the Harvest, you know, so not only are we trying, are we practitioners locally? So Into the Harvest is a media ministry, but you and I, Andrew, are practitioners of disciple making, you know, being having a focus on Jesus and our local expression is doing that as well. Meeting with people, helping them share Jesus life to life one at a time with the idea of uh, trusting in the vision of Jesus to, to move generationally. So this idea of Into the Harvest is about being faithful uh, long term. So those of you who are trying to figure out how to make disciples and you haven't been in one of these disciple making ministries and communities, we want to help give you a flavor, an idea, a taste of that. Um, so one, it helps you figure out what you're looking for mm -hmm. in a local ministry and a local body, a little local expression. But then those of you who have had kind of that DNA, so to speak, that kind of disciple making with the Jesus focus implanted into you, we want to help you continue to do that. So it's it's not just sending out laborers into the harvest, but it's actually helping laborers continue to labor while they're in the harvest and that they would do that for a lifetime. So we, we've got a couple of these phrases here that I think really captures that, you know, so getting out of the building and into the harvest is one of the earliest phrases that mm. That, that that kind of really helped us realize like we're trying to help people move from, um, you know, just these sacred places and get into everyday places, you know, moving out of, well, God is in this box over here when I go to church on Sunday and then he doesn't touch anything else the rest of the week until I come back or maybe at Bible study on a Wednesday night. So those are just a couple of those phrases that um, kind of through the years that God's kind of laid on our hearts or slogans or thoughts. Hmm. Um, I, I was had my blood drawn today at the doctor. You know, we were talking. I was just talking with the lady and I said, well, this is just the first day we get to apply what God taught us on Sunday, you know, in fellowship with other believers. This is my first chance to begin to talk about Jesus, you know. Hmm. Um, so how do we get out of these, out of the buildings, into the harvest? How do we get out of these sacred places and live our faith in a very public way every day of the week? Right. So that, that would be another one of those things that really <laughs> we hope is true of what you get with Into the Harvest. It's not just a Sunday thing, but instead it's an everyday yeah. way of living your life. So Yeah. If we want to break out our nerd words, John, which of course I always do. Oh man. <laughs> we want to I think Abigail would, would be on would be would be on this laughing right now. Yes, so. Our longtime listeners yeah. definitely know who Abigail is, but it, yeah. it's it's the idea of reorienting both our focus and also the the locus of our ministry. So of course focus, most people yep. are familiar with that word. And we want to become where we're, we're more focused on a Jesus-centered uh, faith and discipleship and disciple-making model, we want to shift to that versus a Sunday 
uh, centered uh, focus in terms of, of how are we going to make disciples? How are we going to get encouraged? Well, we want to recenter that from being, hey, every Sunday at a certain time, I'm going to show up and that's where I'm going to get recharged. And, and that's also where I'm going to bring my friends so that they can hear about Jesus. We want to refocus that around Jesus so that that's really what out of the building and into the harvest is all about is how do we move the, the, the central focus of our faith from this from this this important event where we gather with God's people once a week, oftentimes on Sunday. But we, we really want the, the focus of our faith, like you said, hey, Monday is the first opportunity for us to live it out. And that's really where the rubber meets the road. So out of the building and into the harvest is one of our slogans. Mm -hmm. Like you said, another one is ordinary places are more important than sacred spaces. And that really has to do with the locus. So locus is not like the, the bug but um, if, if it's spelled the same, <laughs> you, <except buzz>. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a T at the end. And locus just means to be like where, where it's happening. We want the locus of disciple making to be in ordinary places, not sacred spaces. Mm. Of course, it's still happening in sacred spaces as well. So invite right. people to the church building, to the church service, to the Bible study. But we want, we want the central um, place of ministry and disciple making to be in the home, in the workplace, where you gather for your your social um, and, and hobbies. How do we take faith and, and move it into those ordinary places? Because ultimately that's mm -hmm. more important than, yep. than the sacred spaces because we are a missionary people. We are a sent people. You know, we're not called to, to, to bring the harvest into the building. We're called to be laborers who go out and faithfully serve Jesus in the harvest, in the everyday places. So, yeah, I love that, Andrew. It's, um, yeah, it just brings life to, to the Christian life, you know, instead of, you know, just so much of Christianity it, today as it's wired as to kind of this defensive posture, you know, I just have to protect what's mine um, rather than you know, really helping advance mm. the, the kingdom of God. And, and that if, if, if you're in, in the text of the scriptures, you just see it all, all the time with Jesus, you know, for this is why I came. Let us go to all the towns and villages um, for that is why I came. Jesus is a, a person on the move, you know, sent by the father. Um, and so he very clearly models it for us. Um, so I, I really love that. So mm. I think this idea of being sent, you know, get, just just that idea is that, I think both of us are realizing how much um, how much the digital space actually is a location, right? You know, so one of, one of the things we want to recognize at into the harvest is is that actually the very first thing that people do when they want to learn something new is they jump on and Google it, right. or they hop on YouTube and say, "Is there a video for that?" Mm -hmm. And you know, can we have Jesus focused generational thoughts? in those spaces. So in the harvest sees the digital space is just as important as like a very strategic city in America. So existing in the digital space means we're actually continuing to be sent into a mission field that not everybody is trying to, to really focus on it. We experienced that with the military, right? So one of the reasons why we wanted to, to focus on the military is that not, not a whole lot of people have this military focus. Hmm. And we recognized how strategic of a place that was that God was working. Um, the same thing here with, with the digital space. So End of the Harvest is a is a digital, you know, has a digital platform to help laborers grow, mature, focus on Jesus, be fruitful. Um, 
but it's 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 there because we know that's where people are. Um, just like we would go to a crowded mall to share an important message. We want to be in the digital space talking about Jesus in that place mm. um, because culture is already there. Um, yeah. At the same time, uh, again, one of our slogans is uh, helping people live an ancient faith in modern times. And that it's always been a challenge for for the followers of Jesus to to root themselves in this this ancient faith and this unchanging truth about Jesus and his teaching and his mm. church. So, so some things never change, but the way that we live that out, living that out in our current generation, in our modern time is something that believers have always been challenged to, to figure out. Mm. And I do right. believe that our time in particular, because of the advent of the social internet, online life, um, there really is almost like this dichotomy where we have our physical right. lives, where we're where we have real life relationships and interactions with people, and then we have these this online space. But we're living a lot of our lives in that online space, and and maybe just as important, many other people in our society, most other people in our society are in that online space. And, you know, you would think that the information age, you would think that that would make it easier to find the truth. But I think it's actually done just the opposite. And it, it kind of makes sense. I was thinking about this, John. And if you think about truth because of our our understanding of truth, the nature of truth, that it's unchanging, that it's that it's singular. You know, Jesus is the 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 way, the truth and the life. And God gives us his word, which is truth. And so truth by nature is exclusive. Like if, if this is two, if two plus two equals four, then it can't equal six. Um, but what the internet has done with the, with the explosion of access to information, you know, you still have that singular truth, but what, what it's given the opportunity to happen is that lies and half truths and untruths have multiplied. So now maybe you've got one truth and if you were following Jesus in the Middle Ages, maybe it was one truth versus two or three other alternatives. In modern life, you know, it's still one truth, but now maybe there's 10,000 alternative, you know, other oh, voices man, yeah. that are out there trying to capture our minds and our hearts and our understanding of what it really means to, to live the good life. So, you know, we want to amplify as much as possible in that online space, but point it back to Jesus, the unchanging one, and to his message, which is the unchanging truth, so that Amen. we can help people in a modern world live an ancient faith. And so that's that's another part of why we're in this online space. That's why we're on YouTube. That's why we have the website with with tools available to help God's people. Yeah. And it, it's just so easy too. like just this idea of truth. It's so easy to be moved by those things. Right. So just even the, the theme verse for into the harvest, really that whole passage about Matthew nine, you know, one of the, one of the truths that is absolutely true because Jesus said it is that the harvest is plentiful. Right. So you know, if we want to talk about a truth that's been distorted and, and stolen hmm. and muted by Satan that we're trying to amplify is the harvest is plentiful. Many people are looking for Jesus. Many people are harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. That is a truth. The problem actually is that there's not laborers. There's not people, workers in the harvest field. 
right? So one of the truths we hope to really amplify and resource people for within to the harvest is to say, look, the harvest is out there. It is plentiful. Mm. People are interested in the kingdom. They are interested in Jesus. They have questions. Mm. Help, let us help you be ready to be in that space as a laborer, as a worker. Um, and that really is our heart. Um, that that's probably something that it's, it's really the kind of the heartbeat of who we are within the harvest is we want you to be ready when God calls you into action to share your faith, to invest deeply in the few, and that you would see many come out of that investment that changed the world for Jesus. Um, but that all comes, that all comes kind of to fruition as we live in a digital space and, and we highlight and proclaim the right truths and kind of create a counter narrative to no, there are people hmm. interested in Jesus, you know, um, because if, if you just listen to the narrative, nobody is right. Right. Watch the news or be in the digital space and everything is just muting God and distorting God out of the picture, moving him alongside and no one's interested in spiritual things. And you're the, you guys are the, the, the minority in the world who would believe in Jesus. Well, you mentioned this before, John, there is one of the challenges to living ancient faith in modern times is this, this real life embodied uh, faith that, that we're all living out day by day and the online lives that we all participate in to one extent or another. And we're very aware of that, even though we are primarily a media ministry that that lives and exists online. You and I are real life people, like you mentioned earlier, we're seeking to serve Jesus and make disciples in our local areas. And, and we're seeking to coach and stay connected to people that we've invested in over the years. So we have these, this real life aspect of our faith, even for us personally, but we're also spending time trying to broadcast and encourage God's people through the online space. So let's talk a little bit about the the limitations or where, where does, what is possible with online ministry and, and what's not possible. So what are some thoughts that you have on that? So that people understand um, how we yeah. ourselves are trying to, to, to navigate this, this modern world. Yeah, this is a really good one, Andrew. I, it, I think it's, it's really great that you've brought this up that we, we recognize that Jesus's method of ministry is life on life is to actually invite people into his life. He chose 12 that they might be with him, the Mark three fourteen passage. So recognizing that Jesus, by virtue of him being our model, like online ministry doesn't necessarily like brief well or create connections really quickly, you know, like, oh yeah, well that means you would leverage technology for Jesus, you know, but, but instead re recognizing that also means um, we want to be practitioners in our local area first. So, so you are actively giving yourselves away to people life on life, not just seeing them once once a week at, at church or at a Bible study, but actually inviting them into your life, them knowing your wife and your family, um, you're doing life together with them. And same thing we're doing here um, in, in North Carolina, that we're living our lives together with a community that loves Jesus and we're trying to help each other continue to mature and grow. So recognizing that uh, we want to proclaim the truth of Jesus, but even by being in the digital space, it's almost kind of like this counter message mm. um, because we believe what Jesus modeled is life on life. Mm. But to help what we can do instead is we can coach and encourage people to find those types of communities. And by talking about it and sharing that, it helps them look for those types of communities and be involved in those. And I, I think that's pretty important um, to just help people realize that this is a limited place because you have no idea how I treat my kids mm -hmm. or how I talk to my wife or 
if I can even lead a Bible study or if I have if I know the scriptures, except for what I wrote down on my notes and kind of give you on a screen. And we recognize that those are limitations, but we also hope to just give you what we've learned over the last 20 years as we've really tried to, to do a deep dive on who is Jesus, what's Jesus about, how do we faithfully um, like model our lives and ministry after him. So we want to share those truths to encourage you, but we also recognize um, that you'll have to find a local community mm. right where you're at. So yeah. Into the Harvest does have these local expressions of ministry and generational ministry. Um but this space where you're engaging with the podcast is actually us talking about those local, what we've learned as a, as a result of those local expressions and ministries. Right. This is, we're going to have a conversation, a couple of conversations coming up here in the next few weeks with the podcast. Um, one is just getting us into the, the Christmas Advent season, but a second mm -hmm. is a conversation I'm going to have with Shelton Markham on the incarnation and the significance of the incarnation. So these are, Amen. these are yeah. ancient uh, truths that, that we're trying to grapple with within our modern culture. But the idea of living out faith and embodying that in the physical world, it, it's been true from day one. So Jesus himself, when when he sought to, to come down to earth and to help people find their way back to the Father, he did that first and foremost by embodying uh, a faithful life. So he was born of the Virgin Mary and he was a physical person living in the physical world, interacting right. with physical people. And so much of the Christian faith is, is actually kind of unique that uh, the Christian faith is very much connected and, and embedded in the material world. The fact that we have physical bodies and even our future hope is that we're going to have a physical resurrection. Jesus himself was physically raised from the mm -hmm. dead. So the, the, the context of the church being built and disciples being made has always been physical and it continues to be that yeah, way. So, so, good. so you and I are, we're living our physical lives in our local areas and we're seeking to be faithful. We're also wanting to amplify the, the call to God's people to, to be faithful and to grow it. And, and we're doing that using online media, but I, I don't believe that we can make disciples virtually. So, what we can do right. and what we're committed to do is trying to provide inspiration and clarity. We're also trying to provide um, some focus so that you, you don't get distracted. And then we can provide some tools, some resources. But um, ultimately, disciples are made in the real world <laughs> through our real lives. And right. each of us is, is trying to, to faithfully do that. Um, but stay tuned because we're going to be talking about this whole issue of, of, of virtual versus physical ministry and, and how they fit together for us in, in our, our modern worlds, John. I, I do want to share something that could sound almost heretical, so you'll have to keep me on track oh here. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> it's always a surprise with Andrew. <laughs> so here's what I would say to people. I think what we're trying to do with online ministry, not just into the harvest, but you know, modern churches and and believers the, the, there is a comp for it throughout 
the history of the church. And I think it goes back to what the apostles did in that first generation when they would write letters. Mm -hmm. So Paul would write yep. letters to the churches in the different cities where he could not physically be with them, but he still wanted to encourage them. He still wanted to provide guidance. Um, and so he would write letters. Now, what I don't want people to get the wrong idea, I, I'm not saying that what we're doing is on the same level as those letters, because we also believe that those right. letters were inspired by the Holy Spirit, that they are, they're actually scripture. So they, they have, they have an, uh, they obligate us in ways that what we're putting out on podcasts, these are, these are things that we've experienced. This is advice and counsel that we're giving this, this teaching that we understand from the scriptures, but this is not infallible what we produce. Yeah. On the into the harvest, right. whereas yeah, the letters that we find in the New Testament, we do believe that those were inspired by the the Holy Spirit. But we could mm. probably also um, we we could probably also suspect that there were other letters that didn't make it into the Christian scriptures that those first early church leaders were writing because they could not physically be with the people. A verse I wanted to share uh, on this note, John, is from First Thessalonians chapter three. And if you remember the story, mm -hmm. Paul had visited um, the city of Thessalonica with his, his apostolic team, and they had, they had started a church there, but they, they had to leave town early because there was opposition. So Paul actually snuck out of town, um, you know, far sooner than he wanted to. But these, these believers and this young church were still there, and Paul had a heart to encourage them and to help them with their faith. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing that he did is that he sent Timothy so Paul could not personally be there in the flesh. So he sent a, a younger leader, Timothy, to go there and to encourage the church. And then Timothy came back and reported to Paul how things were going. It was a very encouraging report. Then Paul yeah. wrote 1 Thessalonians. So now you've got, you've got this technology, you've got a letter that Paul is using to try to communicate and encourage uh, the, the believers there in Thessalonica. But when you get to chapter 3... Paul says this in verse nine, Paul says, for what thanksgiving can we return to God for you, for all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God? As we pray most earnestly night and day that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. And I've always liked that, that verse because Paul's obviously writing this letter to encourage the believers there, but he also acknowledges that what he really wants and what he's praying for is that he could see them face to face because that was going to be the the way that he could supply what was lacking in their faith. In their faith. And I think it's yeah. the same for us today that there's a lot that we can do online to encourage God's people. But ultimately, disciples are made face to face. And that's that's the ultimate way of supplying what is lacking in someone's faith. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, I don't want I don't want to keep bringing us back to that Matthew nine, but it's it's so hard because it's just it's so there. You know, that's exactly what Jesus did, right? He, they watched him have compassion for the people. They watched him interact with the people. And then if you know if they were slow to pick things up, Jesus highlighted what he's done for the people. And he says, hey, this is a this is a very common problem. The harvest is plentiful. The laborers few. It's everywhere. Let let's send out laborers into the harvest field. You know, it's that and that word. That send out word is is ekbalo. It means to to thrust out. Like it's almost like with reckless abandon, we're gonna throw as many people mm -hmm. at the problem as we can. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but, but Jesus modeling that and showing the disciples that it really is this, hey, we've done this face to face. This is how I want to supply what's lacking in your faith and how we meet the needs of so many others who are lacking in their faith is, is to share life together. But we, I think where Into the Harvest kind of fits into that space is we have to highlight that idea. Unfortunately, it is a very rare thing mm. for people to do life together. Um, I just even waving at my neighbors and having a conversation with my neighbors, I have to go out of my way to do, you know, mm. they, no one sits on their porch anymore and just waves at their neighbors and knows their neighbors. We actually just pull into our house. We actually pull straight into our garages and close the door. Right. Mm. So people don't mm. do life together. So into the harvest wants to live in this place where we're calling you to be, keep your eyes up to the harvest field. Uh, the fields are white for harvest to use Jesus's words. And if we can help you understand that truth from God, you'll be m that much more motivated to engage in that harvest and, and to say, I would, I want to be a laborer. Um, so if you've been in an environment where you've had that training and you understand what life on life looks like, and uh, you have the DNA, so to speak, is a, a phrase that we might use that you've understood the vision of Jesus. We hope into the harvest keeps you going and helps you remember that over and over and over again. Oh, no matter what I'm doing, I can give my life away, invest in the few for the many, mm. for the sake of the many. And if you're someone new trying to figure out how to live this Christian life, what we want to do is highlight for you who Jesus is, what Jesus did, but what he is doing right now and how you can be a part of that. So, um, yeah, I, we, I just feel completely blessed that we have had this opportunity where people have lived life with us mm. and really helped us walk with Jesus in every single little part of my life, from hobbies to marriage to parenting to career, all of those things that, that you and Cindy and, and so many mm. others have just modeled. This is what it looks like to be faithful to walk with Jesus completely and not just in a, in a small part. So... Yeah, it is limited, but we hope to, to really kind of cast a vision and ex exhort, inspire, encourage people to be involved in ministries that help you live your life for Jesus all of your life, not just small parts of it. Man, we, we've really gone on this topic, haven't we? This <laughs> no, it's was, okay. uh, gang, if you can't tell, we're really excited <laughs> about what God's teaching us with Into the Harvest and, and what he's called us to. So, Yeah, we're going to shift gears here. Um, but just to kind of wrap up what we've been talking about, um, you know, we live in a culture and a time, not just here in the West, but really around the world more and more, where we are consumers. And so even if it's just consumers of, of video and um, you know, social media, and yeah, I was just thinking about this series that my wife and I watched a, a year or two back, where it was a couple who were traveling around the world. And so initially their, their whole YouTube channel was about them taking trips and, you know, mm -hmm. they didn't have a lot of money. They didn't have any children. So they would just travel the world and they would make videos. And then I suppose that's that's how they got the money to travel the world was through their YouTube channel. Uh, but it was very fun to watch and very interesting where we could just vicariously see these places and what this couple was mm -hmm. experiencing. And then during the pandemic and the shutdown, you know, they, they couldn't travel. So they bought an RV and they just traveled around the U.S. They were driving different places and they continued to make these videos you know, super entertaining and, and fun to watch. Um, what we're not saying with Into the Harvest is that 
we we just want to be a place where you can come and consume because that would really miss the whole adventure of what God is calling us to. You know, God is calling you to be a disciple and to make disciples in your corner of the harvest. And, and what we want to do mm-hmm. is help bring focus, help bring inspiration, help bring resources so that you can do that. But we definitely don't want to be the end point of the journey where People are just watching the YouTube channel or, you know, engaging with the podcast. Um, We want to be hopefully an encouragement to a different end, which is you living your faith, you making disciples right where God has you, because that's the life that he's he's called all of us to. So, yeah, John, we wanted to um, we wanted to start this conversation because we do have some new listeners. so that they have an idea of what we're trying to do. But we also have some, as I mentioned earlier, we have some exciting changes coming here in the next um, year and actually starting now. So you've been on this podcast several times over the years, but um, you weren't, and you've been part of Into the Harvest, like you've been on our board of directors from the beginning, from 2015. So you've been part of Into the Harvest from day one. But, you've just come on staff full time with into the harvest. So, um, we're excited about that and the role that you're going to play. So maybe share with us a little bit. Well, I guess, welcome officially. Um, yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. But we're excited about well, you. If you saw my dog there and she's, she had to shift apparently. I don't know if this conversation is bothering her or what. Did you see her walking in the back did, there? This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> but tell us a little bit more about, um, why you're coming on board with into the harvest and, what we're hoping your role will look like here in the coming months and years. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew. Well, I, we're super excited. Um, God gave us a, a verse out of Psalm chapter 40, verse three, last year, about this time, actually the end of October. Uh, and he says, I, the, the phrase is, I'll put a new song in your mouth, a song of praise to our Lord. Many will see it and come to fear the Lord. Uh, so we thought, well, wow, that's kind of strange. Jessica and I were, were just spending time before the Lord and saying, well, what is this new song? What is it that God wants us to do? And, and we spent a number of months just asking God, what is this new song? And it wasn't long after that, as we're pressing into the Lord to ask him about what this new song that, that you, Andrew, and the board asked us to, to consider coming on staff with Into the Harvest. And we thought, well, maybe this is the new song. Um, what is it that God wants us to do in this next season of our lives? And we, we believe it's a song with a promise that it's a song that we get to sing um, before the presence of the Lord, but also his people. And that uh, many will come to know Jesus because of this uh, kind of next season of our life. And so we really believe that that's exactly what what God wants for us in this next season to partner with you and the board of Into the Harvest and and to really, um, yeah, press into how do we help laborers continue to labor? Um, how do we keep our focus on actual ground ministry? So we, we were practitioners first of the vision of disciple making and foca- focusing on Jesus. Then how do we continue to resource disciple makers? Um, primarily vocational, you know, primarily um, folks who, who don't have a full-time ministry job, but are instead working everyday jobs, um, being the salt and light of Jesus wherever they go. Um, and I think what we found through the years is that so many people who have been a part of our ministries are still trying to continue to labor and figure that out. How do I do that in this context or that context? You know, some are overseas, spread out all over across the United States. 
And so we really felt like this was a season where we could press into focusing locally, but beginning to give energy to helping continue to coach folks who have already kind of understood the vision, want to continue to grow in it. We couldn't imagine a better place to do that and a partner than with ITH and um, a partner again with you and Cindy too, which is, which is just <laughs> a real gift kind of, that's kind of icing on top or the cherry on the top of the Sunday there of partnering with lifelong friends and laborers who, who just really have a common vision um, for generational ministry. Definitely. You and I, we've talked about this on previous uh, episodes that we were on together, but you and I go back to 99, 2000. So 20 plus years that, that we've been friends and we've been partners in uh, serving Jesus and making disciples for six or seven of those years, we were actually together in the same place, um, mm-hmm. you know, serving the Lord together. And then, you know, we stayed connected and continued to partner from a distance in the years since. So, you know, we've got this, we've got this history and this connection, you know, between the two of us, we've been following Jesus and seeking to make disciples. I think we've got over 50 years of combined experience, which is, which is crazy. So we're trying to share out of our own history and our own lessons learned so that we can encourage the next generation of, of the Lord's Mm. people. But like you mentioned, John, we've also been partnering with, with into the harvest over the past eight years. And so one way that you and I have always, at least from my side of the, the, the relationship, I've always been sort of an idea person and, and a, a vision person. And I feel like you have those strengths as well, but you are also strong in the area of implementation and execution. And part of what's been such a blessing over the years has been, um, that's just been a great combination between the two of us. So to, to bring that to into the harvest, um, I'm excited about some of what we're going to be doing here in the, the next 12 months. So let's, um, let's talk a little bit about that, you know, what we've been doing and, and what we're hoping to, to, um, accomplish here in the, the coming months. Yeah, I think that's a cool way to, to say it, you know, like, from from idea to reality you know there's been a whole lot of ideas of ways we'd like to to help people get connected with into the harvest so i think my little niche job and all of that will be how do we help you know we're calling it production lead but how do we move from idea to reality so a couple things that we'd like to do over the next year is is to is to create some courses that you can be a part of and really be able to log into and and you know, Andrew and I would, would help lead those where you're, what are some of the core things that you want to be true? Um, and anybody who's a disciple maker and, and how do you begin to do that where, wherever you're at? We'd like to also create a way where you like on a podcast, you've listened to a topic and you want to know more and you lead, you read the description and say, well, there's a book there or there's like a resource, but mm-hmm. Hey, I had this question. You know, so creating a place where you could actually log on to each one of those episodes and have an ongoing conversation with not just Andrew or I or the guest of the podcast that week, but actually other folks who are part of the end of the harvest community. Um, so that's that's something that we'd love would love to be true um, as a part of into the harvest, building connections just beyond you watching. So moving from consumer uh, to partner, actually. So how can you as a fellow listener and practitioner um, begin to give away truths and things that you've learned into the broader community of Into the Harvest. So we, we'd like to revisit this idea of uh, what's it look like to build community together, um, not just be someone who watches a video and waits till the next Thursday, 
but instead someone who watches a video and is like, oh, that really made me think about this principle or I just had this conversation with my neighbor as I was sharing my faith. Hey, what what maybe is the next follow up step? And the, not just Andrew and I logging on, but there'd be a community of people saying this is a, a principle that I've seen work for me or this is one of the ways you could pray as you think about your next interaction. So. Um, those are a couple things. Really, community building it probably kind of sums it all up if we were to talk about it well. But how do we help our alumni continue to connect? Um, what What is the best way to resource you? Um, how do we help other vocational workers grab a, a focus on Jesus in the way he did disciple maker disciple making? Um, but really, kind of creating space for questions and interactions as a as kind of an add on to. Um, the existing content of Into the Harvest. So, I mean, there's a whole lot of ideas there, um, but uh, I, I don't know if we want to promise those things, Andrew, but we sure want to <laughs> set a, a pretty lofty goal to to be able to bring some of those things to to Into the Harvest and to, to our listeners and to the community. No, absolutely. I think I would just encourage people who are listening to, to be praying for us because it is an exciting time. I, I do think there's going to be some some exciting things coming in the the next months. But uh, yeah, be praying for us that God would give us wisdom. There's no shortage of opportunities. So pray that the Lord would yeah, give us wisdom sure. to know, you know where to put our focus first. And again, the, the whole desire is to, to be more useful and helpful to God's people. Um, wherever you're at right now listening, we would like to be more of an encouragement to be better able to resource you. And like, like you mentioned, John, part of how that will look is just providing more resources to our community, to our right. listeners. So we've got lots of tools that we use in our local areas. We would like to make those available through the website where people could purchase those and have physical copies of those so that they can use, they can use those in their local areas in their disciple making. But we also want to create a, a community, more connection between our listeners, like you were mentioning, so that, um, you know, they have access to us in a more conversational way, but they also have access to a whole community of disciple makers who are trying to pull in the same direction to, to follow Jesus and to make disciples in everyday places. So, yeah, we would appreciate prayers as we trust God and, and yeah. lean into the work, but there there are definitely lots of opportunities and I'm excited about uh, the announcements that we're going to be having as I think a regular part of uh, the show here in uh, 2024. Yeah. It's, and the cool thing is, is I think both of us are seeing how God has kind of laid this out for us and kind of given, even though the ideas aren't super clear um, we, we have some very practical ideas, but being able to leverage this season of our lives for this next season of, of ministry, we've, we've really sensed God leading both of us to that. And so, um, so not only pray for us, but also praise with us, um, for the clear, for what God is sharing with us and giving us in this season. It's, it really has been a blessing. And it is the song that we intend to sing as a ministry. Um, I think it's a complicated, really beautiful song that, that God's writing right now. Um, I'm a musician by, by kind of giftedness, probably from, from Jesus, but, um, just, just this idea of, you know, a, a pretty, pretty powerful moving song, kind of an orchestral movement that's going to take some, you know, some directing and trying to keep, get things tight. But really it's this beautiful song that I think results in more people knowing Jesus mm. and that happening all over the world. Just 
hoping that we get to see that Ekbalo from from 938, Matthew 938, laborers thrust out into the kingdom. Uh, we believe being able to do some community building here at End of the Harvest, giving you resources, not just to us, but actually to each other. There's a real beautiful thing that happens when the kingdom works together and shares things together that really brings kind of clarity mm-hmm. on what the principles are. Um, and sometimes we actually just kind of grab hold of like a tool rather than grabbing the full depth of that when it comes to what is the principle there that, that Jesus would model. So having a community together actually really helps the kingdom fully activate. And I think gives us a greater likelihood and greater chance of laborers being thrust out into the harvest. Well, folks, that's a quick recap on just the purpose of into the harvest, why we're here, what God has, (laughs) has given us to, to be faithful in. Um, we're definitely committed to it and we're glad that you're part of this community. Uh, also just a, a quick heads up on some of where we're hoping to go in the coming months. We hope you'll be a part of that. And, um, I know many of you will, so be praying for us and stay, stay connected with us. And we'll definitely, um, be looking to see what God does here in the coming months. Amen. Looking forward to it, brother. 